The book of Luke tonight, Luke chapter number 14. Thank you, ladies. And as they were singing, I was reminded that all of these are ladies who've grown up in our ministry, uh, grown up in uh, some of them from the nursery all the way up and uh, through our Christian school, Bible college, and certainly uh, thankful for uh, their life <coughs> and what they have become and a certainly a reminder of the importance of our church, the importance of what uh, our church uh, can do and has done for, for our families, and certainly we want it to be a help and a blessing uh, to others. Uh, Luke chapter number 14, we're going to things, I've, I've, been, I've been kind of letting you know leading into the service even this morning that tonight's service is going to be different, that we're going to do some unusual things, and so far it hasn't been that different. I was going to say except me getting tongue-tied, but I get tongue-tied all the time, but uh, the different is coming. I'm going to start and let you know that part of the different, I need you to give me your attention for about 15, 20 minutes, because that's all I'm going to preach tonight. I told you it was going to be different. Uh, and then, at, at the end of the service, I've got some things I'm going to put into your hands uh, so that we're ready for this, the Sunday coming up invitations. And there's some things that I'm going to talk you through, uh, because I want, um, it's going to tie right in with the message tonight, I want us uh, to have the mindset of inviting people to church. I want us to get something out of this campaign, uh, but I have a real, I believe, I still believe the Word of God changes lives. I still believe God is the answer to everything. Uh, I believe the church is still, I believe it's more relevant than it's ever been. Uh, it has been established by the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he's going to call his church home, and uh, I, I believe it's important. I believe it's important to have Christian homes, Christian marriages, where our children are the way of the Word of God. I believe it's a place for us, uh, it's important for us to have a church that we can depend on one another. I certainly appreciate the prayers that have been prayed for me, not just in this recent time of sickness, but, uh, but all the time, and certainly I know. And I got, I got a couple of text messages this afternoon from different church members thanking me and thanking the church people for praying for them. And it's certainly, we take that for granted. We're a close church. Uh, we spend a lot of time together. We love one another. Um, we, we, we at least do a pretty good job pretending we like each other. Um, that's the way a church family should be. I don't want to just go to church. I want to be part of a church family uh, because we are brothers and sisters in Christ uh, through that common salvation that we all have. Uh, and I believe that our church can be a help and a blessing to a lot of people. Uh, my mindset, my desire as the pastor of the Emmanuel Baptist Church is to help anybody who will let me help them. Uh, there are church members, you, you'll let me help you, you let me help you through the preaching, you'll let me help you through counsel, uh, you let me help you in any way that I possibly can uh, help you. There's some, it's like, Pastor, I'll be there, but that's to the extent of, that's fine, but I'll help anybody. There's some who don't, I have a list of people that I talk to and counsel, if you will, that don't ever come to church here, because I want to be a help to people. Now, I want them to come, and I'm going to keep inviting them, but I want us to have the mindset that it's not just about us. I want us to reach out, and I want us to be a help to people. That's what the church has been commissioned to do. So I hope this campaign helps us with our heart, but I hope it reminds us of the importance of what uh, this church can do to other people, uh, do for other people. Luke chapter 14, I'm going to read one verse of Scripture, verse 23. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Most of us, if not all of us, know the parable that the Lord is teaching. Uh, he had, there's a master that sends a servant out 
to invite to a banquet. Then people give all kinds of excuses. I've got this going on, this going on. They come back and say there is still room, and the Lord says, okay, now go into the highways and the hedges. There's a thought there, there's a principle, there's a teaching there that, first of all, the Lord will save anybody that wants to be saved. Uh, He's not just the Savior of a certain class of people. The church is just not for a certain class of people. Uh, (laughs) The Lord died for everyone. And there are some that are too busy with life to realize the invitation that the Lord has given. And he says, go into the highways and the hedges, uh, go, go out into the out-of-way places, just invite everybody that you can invite to get in. And we're going to look at this aspect tonight, and I realize that he's speaking of salvation, and we need to take the gospel to those who do not have the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. But part of that is making an invitation to get people to church so they can hear the gospel. I thank God for every person that has led to Christ uh, at, their, at, their, at their doorway. They're led to Christ sitting at a, at a, at over a cup of coffee. They're, they're, they pick up a track and are led to Christ. But we need to be reminded that the, the church is in the business of preaching the gospel, of giving the gospel so that people might be saved. Help me just, just for a moment. How many of you that you were, you came to church before you ever got saved. Now there's some, you're one to, somebody gives you the gospel, you're one to Christ, then you come to church. But how many of you, you came to church, maybe as a child, or maybe you came and you got saved in that service, but you came to church first before you got saved, before you trusted Christ, if you raise your hand? Look at that. That's the vast majority of people who came to church first. Now we're supposed to go take the gospel, but we're also supposed to compel them to come in. And I'm afraid many times we have lost the art of the invitation. Uh, well, people just don't want, they don't want it straight anymore, Pastor. I don't believe that. They fuss at the media for not giving it to them straight. People want it straight. People want somebody to tell them the truth. And, and quite frankly, when, when so, many, so many people are giving all these different things, it's, it's a, a breath of fresh air for somebody to speak the truth. And the Word of God has not changed. Not everybody wants it, but there's people who want it. And we've got to be mindful of that. And so I'm going to preach just, just for a few moments. I want you to give me your attention, and I'll move the service as quickly as I can because th- what we're going to do at the end will tie into this and get us ready for this campaign. But I've entitled this The Emmanuel Invitation. The Emmanuel Invitation, and this will make more sense to you as we go along. Father, help us tonight <coughs> to accomplish what you would have us accomplish. Father, may what we do tonight in this evening service as a church family uh, may it lead uh, to others coming to know you, coming to trust the Lord as our personal Savior. Father, I may pray that this will be a help to us, encourage us, get us ready for the upcoming weeks. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I've already reminded us of the context of verse 23, the, the, the parable that the Lord is giving. Go into the highways and hedges and go, go out. We are the servant that he speaks of. He, he wants, and He'll save anybody who wants to be saved. We're to take the gospel to them. But there's a word in verse 23 that I want to highlight this evening. And He says, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. I want you to notice that word, compel. What is the Lord saying? He is saying to the servants, He is urging, go and urge them. Press them. Now, it doesn't mean be rude to them, but press them to overcome their objection, 
to lead them to the feast. You know, a lot, there's, two, there's two things. You've heard it for forever and ever and ever and ever. Well, there's just two things you don't discuss, religion and politics. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not in the, I'm not interested in discussing either one of those, but the master has said, go and bid as many as possible to come. And he will receive as many as come. And, and sometimes it's an awkward thing, and sometimes it's easier to invite a complete stranger than it is somebody we know, or vice versa. But I want us to focus on that word, compel. Uh, we are to invite, we are to compel. And you say, well, Pastor, I've asked them, and they have objections. We know you can, sometimes you can solve all those, those, those problems. You can solve those objections. <clears throat> but the point is that we should make the effort to get people to the house of the Lord. Think about what happened to you when you trusted Christ as your Savior. It changed you. Changed your eternity. Gave you peace that can only come from salvation. But think about what it's done for your home, what it's done for your life, what it's done for your marriage. Uh, it is, it is, it, 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 uh, the, not just the gospel, but the church that, that Jesus founded, the church that he has for us, uh, it helps us, it encourages us, it challenges us. It has been a blessing to us. Uh, in many cases, if not all cases, our closest friends are, are found in this place. I mean, look around. There's no other setting that you would get people that are this different from this many different backgrounds, from this different many. Uh, I, mean, I mean, good night. We even let Yankees come in here. I mean, what else? What else but the gospel and the church can God take a group of people like this and put them together? And we got to be reminded that the church still works. The gospel still works. I'm going to make four statements, and I will, I will keep my time tonight because there's, there's much I still want to accomplish. Statement number one, the invitation. Uh, the, what is the Emmanuel invitation? It's an invitation. This isn't statement number one, but I'm reminding you, it's an invitation to come to the house of God. Is to, it's not just so somebody can belong to a club. The church is never designed to be a club. It's where the gospel is preached. It's where we can grow. Now, there's a camaraderie, certainly. There's fellowship. We're doing, we're doing much of that next week. But the, the, re, the reason we do is so that the, the, the gospel can be preached and so that we can grow and be able to reach others. Now, statement number one is this. The, it's an invitation that fulfills a command. Notice in our scripture... The master, of course, our Lord, gives a command. He says, go and compel. He doesn't give them an option. So as I preached this morning about the Lord having your heart, if he has your heart, all the other commands will fall in place. If we have a problem with the command, it's because the Lord does not have our heart. And he gives the command, and if we will invite, that fulfills a command. You know the wonderful thing about the Lord's work is everybody can have a part in it? So I could never, I could never pastor. The Lord may not want you to pastor. But you know, you can invite somebody to church. It'd be a help to you. Oh, you recognize the ushers. I, could, I couldn't do that. Well, well, I'd say if they can do it, you can do it. But anyway, you know, you, you say, I, that's not for me. Well, you can invite someone. Well, Pastor, I don't know how to win somebody to Christ. You're always emphasizing giving the gospel. I don't know how to do that. Well, you know, invite them to a place where the gospel is preached. And then there's somebody who can Show them from the Bible how they can be saved. It fulfills a command. The church has a command to reach the world. That's our command. Statement number two, it is an invitation to fill the Lord's house. God wants his house full. Certainly we, we think of this in, in, in salvation. 
But I, I, I happen to believe that every Sunday he wants his house full as well. I like having, I don't like to have to do what I did earlier and say, okay, let's stop the service and find seats and let's do that. But I like doing that too. Because the house should be full. Say, Pastor, we can't invite anybody. We don't have any more seats. If we have to, if we have to get in here with sledgehammers this week and go ahead and knock these walls out, we're gonna, we'll do that. Because, but I want the house to be full. I certainly know God wants it to be full. It's an invitation to fill the Lord's house. Statement number three. Uh, it's an invitation to those who need it. Just a moment ago, the vast majority of hands were raised that they came to church before they trusted Christ. You needed that invitation to church, and you didn't realize how bad you needed it. Or maybe you came with your mom and dad because somebody invited them to church. Uh, you didn't realize what it would do for you. They didn't realize what it would do for their home. There's so many illustrations and stories about uh, many of you in here and others that I know that you could tell. is an invitation to those who need it. There are others out there who need, need the gospel. They need a church family. There's a lot of people who I believe are saved, born again. They are hurting. They're like a ship without a rudder, and it's because they don't have a church home. They don't have a pastor. They don't have somebody to pray for them. That, that is a, a scriptural pattern the Lord has. And if they just had an invitation, they might, would come. I forget what the percentage is. It's, it's 70, 80% of people uh, said that they would come to church if they just got an invitation. It's a hard thing just to walk into a place where you don't know anybody. It's hard enough when you know somebody there. It's the invitation. It's to those who need it. And then statement number four, and the last statement I'll make tonight, is an invitation that is life-changing. You remember when you got saved? Raise your hand just a moment ago. You came to church, and you... I remember when I came to church first. You remember when you got saved? Maybe you remember the service. Maybe you were a child. Maybe you weren't a child. Maybe you are an adult. It's an invitation that is life-changing. Barely a week goes, if if a week goes by, but barely a week goes by when I don't hear from a member of our church in some form or fashion talking about what a blessing this church has been to them. What a blessing and how they're thankful that the right time the church was there for them. Aren't you thankful that you have a church? Aren't you thankful that you have people who can pray for you? You have those that you can count on, depend on. <coughs> we, we help one another. I grew up a pastor's kid. My father, of course, was the pastor of the church before I am. And not only did I look to him as an example, I looked to other men as examples in the church. Uh, we, 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 we are a help to one another. Uh, we, 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 are, we are an encouragement to one, one another. It's an invitation that is life-changing. Life-changing. Uh, it would change this world for our, it would change our nation, certainly for our nation to get back to, back to God, back to the Bible. Instead of trying to get God out of everything, we need to keep God in his rightful place. Where does it start? It starts at the church house. Do you love your church? You came back on a Sunday night, so I guess that's a pretty good sign and indication that you're at least halfway fond of it. Um, it's a good thing. Why? Why? Because you know it helps you. It encourages you. It helps you grow. Do you think it could help somebody that you know? That neighbor that lives two doors down from you that's always fussing and fighting, do you think God could help them? Maybe it's a co-worker, their life's a mess. You say, yeah, I know that. Well, they may, they may, say, they may be saying the same thing about you, but can, can God help them? 
you have a family member that's not in church, could God help them? We'll cross strange, the paths of strangers. Do we ever stop to think that maybe God allowed me to cross their path, them to cross mine, because I, he's got, he wants me to be that personal invitation? The pastor, if I invite them, they might say no. True. But they might say yes as well. And so I want us to think of what that invitation is to compel them. I want you to think about these four things, and this is where the service is going to be different, and we're going to end the service a little bit different. 